0: Welcome to the 3v3 podcast, your socially distanced hockey chat show. Here are your hosts, Cassie, Pat, and Patrick.
1: So I had asked at the end of the last episode, when do you think the NHL will start its new season? Um, Before we, uh, let me preface this with... uh, They had their annual before the Stanley Cup final press conference, that is um, Bettman and Daly, and they came out and said that they expect to play a full season, 82 games, hopefully starting December 1st, although that could be pushed back to January. And um, yeah, so um, what do you guys think?
2: Well, one, lawyers got a lawyer, so mm-hmm. they're saying that because they have to to preserve the sanctity of whatever contracts, whatever contract language that will save them from losing even more money next season. But uh, nothing before January one, only because I think they'll be clear of business wrapping up the current season's business by like October 15th. And that should give them six to seven weeks to do whatever they have to do to get answers from the Canadian government, health authorities, whatever, so they can set something in place and nothing's going to happen before January 1st. Uh, So whatever I think the first day business can start. So that just means a training camp will be, you know, let's say January 5th, whatever the first Monday is. And then the season won't start until what we typically view as all-star weekend.
1: Hmm. Okay.
2: And this is under the assumption that it'll be like a 48 game lockout season styled schedule. They will not be playing 82 games despite what's put out there.
1: Patrick?
0: I planned on being a multi-millionaire by the time I was 40. <laughs> and that didn't quite work out. So, <clears throat> you can plan anything you want. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. What's the saying? If you want to hear God laugh, tell him your plans.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So there's not a chance in hell they're playing. For him to say we're playing 82 and then to follow it up literally in the same press conference by saying they want to stay out of summer as much as possible. You know, one of the two things has to give Gary. One of the two things has to give. Mm hmm. And if you are hell-bent on staying out of summer, next summer, um, <clears throat> good luck with that. Let me know how it works. Let me know how Seattle handles that.
1: Oh, no. They've said that, they're go- that, that Seattle is definitely starting.
0: Well, I, I, I know that, but when, right? At some point, you have to get back on the normal schedule. And the only way to do that is to truncate your current schedule somewhere. Otherwise, you're just going to keep kicking the can down the road.
1: Well, that's the thing, right? I mean, so on the one hand, they're saying 82 games start in December, possibly January, as you were saying, Patrick. And, uh, you know, not running into summer, which suggests a shortened season, like you were saying, Pat. And so he's talking out both sides of his mouth here. Like, there's nothing, something at some point is not truthful here.
0: He's a lawyer. He's saying, I'm delusional. 82 games.
1: I'm <laughs> planning
0: for 82 games. Okay, great. So, basically, if you're planning for 82 games and you want to stay out of the summer, you're going to start middle of December. And it's going to be regional. And it's going to be a regional bubble. And you're basically going to be playing every other day. Every team's going to be playing every other day. There's no break. There's no all-star game. You know, they'll they'll maybe skip Christmas Eve and Christmas and and American Thanksgiving Day. Maybe. They're smart. They wouldn't. But anyway, um, so you'll give them two days based on the CBA. But they're playing every other day.
2: Yeah. And that's feasibly just not going to happen. No. Oh, the PA. Like, just, the PA is going to reject everything concerning the word bubbles, concerning, you know, like, having, for lack of a better term, a, like, preseason tournament-styled schedule where you're in a city for a week playing four or five games while arenas are empty. That's not going to happen. They're going to play like a 48 game schedule if they are lucky. If the U.S.-Canadian border is open.
1: Well, and that's what the quote right in front of me is, is there's so much we still don't know. Nobody can tell me this is Batman. Nobody can tell me whether or not the border between Canada, Canada and the U.S. is going to be open by a certain date. Nobody can tell me what the state of COVID-19 is going to be. Nobody can tell me whether or not our arenas will be able to have either socially distanced or fully occupied buildings. Sure. I'm like, you're sitting there blowing smoke, dude. You have no idea what you're doing. You're just throwing numbers out just because it sounds good.
2: No. Well, no. I he knows really exactly what he's doing, but yeah. knows he's just he is talking out both sides of his mouth to cover both
0: sides of his behind. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, I planned on being a multimillionaire by the time oh. I was forty. I can plan anything I want, and I can say I'm planning for it, mm-hmm. and I can maybe take steps to make it look like
1: I'm trying to achieve said goal. Well, and he's, he's prefacing this, of course, all with I, I anticipate my preference would be, so it's not like he's speaking the royal we for all of the NHL and their ownership. He's definitely just saying it's his opinion.
2: Correct. It's, he is saying what he has to say. And sometimes I think he says too much when he should say nothing at all. unfortunately the the business entity that is the NHL says these things to protect themselves the entertainment entity that they completely neglect sometimes uh, just say nothing just we don't know you know every other entertainment business out there is they have small plans but their calendars are empty you know comedy clubs, concert venues, what have you. They punted things out, you know, more than a year in advance, but even then they are building flexibility into what if we just have to push this another three months? Because no one knows.
1: So, yeah. I mean, speculation by like, by entomologists or that you know, by the end of 2021 is when we'll start going into a new normal.
2: The status quo 100%. will feel like what it used to.
1: So it'll be like so it's a year basically from now or so before things will get back to a new normal. Without Where, masks, with vaccines, with with a hundred percent
2: capacities and in, in buildings.
1: Right. Well yeah, I mean this is this is like entomologists, so they're not or not epidemiologists? Excuse me, entomologists are like bugs. Um. <laughs> I was gonna say I would, well,
0: you know
2: what? I would <laughs> trust I would trust them a heck of a lot more than you know the Board of Governors.
1: True, sure. but epidemiologists, excuse me, I had the wrong word. Epidemiologists are saying that you know the uh, conservative maybe, or I don't know. I, they don't really preface it with any kind of qualifier. They're just saying speculatively. End of 2021. So, you know, I mean, they could lose depending on the NHLPA. They could lose the entire season because uh, will the NHLPA want to do bubbles again? Can they do this without bubbles? You know, they, I mean,
0: no. They've also stated that they were they the royal day of the NHL and the PA were monitoring what the NFL was doing. Hmm. So. And I don't I, think they were monitoring it for the sake of the fans. I think they were monitoring it for the travelers, the, the players, and so forth. Um, just really quick uh, to, to sort of say that kickout thing, you know, where schedule things are being rescheduled. Um, we have a massive park not too far from here called Marymore Park. It's like just this big, huge open area and rivers and off leash dog parks and crap. And every summer they do a concert series and they get some pretty good acts coming through i mean these are your winery you know type acts that that tend to come through but they also double it up working with one of the alternative stations around here to get some of the rock tours coming through and this summer i was supposed to like three and a half weeks ago be going to see primus performing all of rush's a farewell to king's album hmm and we bought tickets, you know, well in advance. They announced it, you know, like way back in October or something like that. And my buddy and I got tickets and so forth. And then, of course, they said, well, they were rescheduling it for next August 2021. Well, there was just an email coming out from the, um, not the promoter, the um, King County, the, the Marymore Park King County facility, which manages a concert. It said uh, we might not be able to have concerts next year either. So, you know, un- until there is some vaccine, I don't think we're going to see half capacity hockey rings at the NHL level. I don't know what the smaller leagues are going to do, but it's going to be a real tough road. To
1: well, it and road that's row. <laughs> the, yeah, and ro- even if-
0: trying to hoe a road is ridiculous. <laughs> try to get to the concrete, man, and you're just your old going, oh screw you, man. I'm just waiting. nothing. Roads have
2: concrete? This that's new. asphalt You don't
1: live in a snowy place. Or a potentially snowy place. <laughs> anyway, well if that's the case, then you know, Canadian borders can stay closed indefinitely
2: yeah and i think that this is the border is the crux of the issue um i think one time during the summer going one way getting all these athletes to where they needed to go i think let's be honest at least in the us uh we still haven't seen the end of the first wave
1: so and i was i saw something on twitter couple days ago that there somebody was talking about a Canadian division in the NHL.
2: Yes. Eric Duhatchik has been floating this idea for I want to say since the first round of the playoffs. He's been writing about this concept, but please go on.
1: Oh, no, that's that's all I had. I was just like bringing up the topic because I didn't know a lot about it.
2: Well, just because there is so much unknown and uncertainty and the bubble concept can work the idea of regionalizing things where i think by and large major league baseball has shown that it it, it takes buy in from everyone because there have been some teams where their numbers have been perfectly okay you know i'm not going to condone or justify travel at this point but certain teams have made it work and some have been unmitigated disasters. And we're hearing less and less about their numbers lately for some unknown reason. Hmm. But to that, to that point where there have been ideas kicked around of, okay, they travel to a city for a week, play, you know, a couple teams, they play a circuit of games and then they have an entire week off to return home so that they're, not recreating the bubbles because the nhl have found it costs way more out of pocket than they were anticipating to pull this whole thing off i don't think anyone's going to be fitting the bill for this again so it's going to be individual teams handling the expenses of hosting individual games and hoping that comes uh, with as minimal red as possible.
0: It was nice knowing you, Ottawa.
2: Oh, <laughs> but they're getting that nice old new new is old logo that they probably just had saved somewhere instead of not paying a uh, a college student to modify it for for two hundred bucks
0: <laughs> graphic designer.
2: Sorry, I I totally stole that joke from Ryan Lambert today, but I thought it was a good one. Yeah. <laughs>
1: They've been relegated.
0: Yeah, some poor intern was working in the office and cleaning up, you know, files off of some network share and went, hey, what's this PDF file? Huh, that looks like a pretty cool logo. We should use this. Mr. Melnick, Mr. Melnick. (laughs) And I will say this logo,
2: (laughs) it does look better, but it looks very dated at the
0: same time. Meet the new logo, same as the old logo. It just so, like the same ring without Roger well, please wait you. three weeks to see anything else about our rebrand. That's not a rebrand. They're changing one of the A's in Ottawa to E. Ottawee Senators.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought they were going to change a T to a K for, you know, throw in a little nod to Kanata. Ontario,
0: but Ottawa
1: (laughs) Ottawa So many things
2: Yeah, this time of year when there's not a game a night really Oh boy So thank goodness for Bill Guerin, huh? He's (laughs) He made life a little more interesting
0: this week You've just been dying to do this Go for it Oh, so,
1: so the coaching change or uh, the trade or both?
2: You pick, Cassie. Pick one.
1: Let's start with the trade because I think you have opinions about Aaron Eric Stahl.
2: Um. So I actually like this trade more for the Minnesota Wild than I do for the Buffalo Sabers because as soon as I heard. Uh, Michael Russo, The Athletic, report that Stahl pretty much nixed a trade to go to the Boston Bruins last season. Tells me everything I need to know about Eric Stahl's state of mind with (laughs) regards to hockey. It is a job for him. He has his ring. He is comfortable. That's exactly the type of player you should move out if you are Bill Garrett. 100% is it was the right move. They are probably less talented and maybe less successful as a team because of it. But when you're just stuck in the middle all the time, nothing changes. You got to move out the guys that are comfortable and content with kind of where they are. (laughs) The fact that Eric Stahl was willing to re-sign for still, like, he took the, uh, after flaming out with the New York Rangers in a brief, you know, mid-season trade, he took a well below market value contract for three years to go to Minnesota, and it worked out swimmingly for all parties involved, but they were stuck in the middle,
0: like, they... I've got sends to the left of me coyotes to the right and stuck <laughs> back in the middle. With I, you. I kept saying that hoping you oh would pull God. something
2: there, Patrick.
0: <laughs> but he, he was fine. I got content. I got sends to the left of me coyotes to
1: the right. Here I am stuck back in the
0: middle. Here. Yeah. I, 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 uh, when Nikolai Ehlers was playing on that line with um, Blake Wheeler, it was <laughs> Wheeler's Ehlers that was the name mm. of the band that did that song stuck in the middle uh-huh. of um
1: it's also the name of the movie
0: yes uh wheeler dealers was also the name of an interesting car show
1: mm-hmm.
2: Boy, howdy is that on the nbc family and network shown before any nhl property
0: mm-hmm. no because they didn't deal with well actually they did deal with auctions because they would sometimes <laughs> buy cars at auctions but no mm-hmm. um <laughs> um oh my god bill garen i so it sounds like you are the only person that 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 not the only person it sounds like you're one of the few people that went yeah the need to do something means he had to make a trade to make a trade yeah right because a lot of people that were saying he was just shuffling the chairs on the the deck chairs on the titanic but
2: And also just from the standpoint of getting rid of an older, slower player for someone who's a little more serviceable, will still have a little, you know, the energy meter won't be in the red in the, you know, two thirds or one quarter mark to go. I forget whatever stupid horse racing reference Eddie would make at this point describing a season, but. Johansson should be a little more serviceable than Stahl would be late late in a season. You know, unless they, they give him the full Kawhi Leonard treatment, which will never happen in hockey. But it's just he turned down a chance to go to the Stanley Cup final last season. Like he doesn't know that ahead of time, but He turns down a sure thing and could have easily turned around and just re-signed with the Wild. He had done this once before, and it probably left a bad taste in his mouth. That's why I made sure to bring up his experience with the Rangers. But come on, man. You were only like 21 when you won your cup. You're not itching or, or... have the you know, a desire to win again when
0: you can easily come right back. Well see at his age that 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 pang, that you know, that that driving pain to go win something could be the desire to win another Stanley Cup or it could be shingles, you know. <laughs>
2: I, as an you know. individual who may or may not be of the same draft year as Eric Stahl, i just say, even with a family and even if I'm wanting to, you know, settle down in a regional area, um, I don't know. I, I We're probably just wired differently. I would have gone for the deal.
1: You know, there are some, some players, and I mean, I I couldn't guess how many, but I'm sure that there are a number of them, where they've realized when they hit the NHL, one of two things. One, they've made their dream so they can coast. Or two, they've made their dream, it's not what they wanted or expected, they don't really like it, but they're really good at it, and they can get a really good paycheck from it, so they just keep doing it. And
2: Yeah. I I respect that mentality a little more than the coasting just because I think I would be interested to talk to players 10, 15 years after their career ended when they maybe have made enough money to live comfortably and not have to get into real estate or some other occupation. How do you feel about that decision now? Do you wish you would have gone back and done something differently? Just because the the idea that you're not just going to take a chance and, you know, people in all different industries have to travel for work all the time and are not necessarily home a lot, just like NHL players. But somehow they make it work. And they can still have a family and they can be separated for them for periods of time, you know, whether it's, you know, their construction companies have engineers working on site in different cities for short, relatively short bursts of time. Going somewhere for what might be at most three or four months and you can, you know, bring your family with you into a, a rented apartment for a small period of time you know, prior to COVID, go for it. Now, if he completely hated the idea of playing for the Boston Bruins. I get that, but there were rumblings. He turned down, granted, this is a player with no trade protection at the time. He turned down opportunities to go to multiple teams. And holy hell, this might have been one of Paul Fenton's, you know, most egregious errors as GM, and that's not saying a whole lot about the guy. Given he seemed like a terrible uh, working with other people. <laughs> so, so I I do like the trade for Buffalo, but good on Bill Guerin. Just recognizing they're not going to win with even with a talented player who may still be working hard, doing everything that you ask of him. It doesn't sound like his heart is into doing what needs to be done to turn a team around.
0: Which brings me to the second point. Billy Gary's just had himself a grand old couple of weeks. <laughs> all of all of the press hits and 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 little conferences that he was doing where he was demurring to miko koivu's decision and then they just came out and said thanks bye
2: right? yeah that was that was a weird one
0: that's that's the one that broke me it's the one that just sort of broke my brain because i think it was pretty much the day before that i I'd, I'd continue to hear from him oh no no we're you know it's miko's decision it's you know we would totally respect him and blah 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 you know Blah, you know, yada, yada, yada. It's completely his decision. And the next thing I wake up to is like the Minnesota Wild Press release saying, Thanks, Miku. <laughs> See ya. So I am just
2: I like- hoping, hoping that Miku and his agent asked the team to do that. I don't know if that's reality. I'm never going to know the exact thing. I'm just hoping that's the case.
0: Well, I just hope we don't see, you know, a a commissioned painting of Miko with uh, um, a a sword through his back (laughs) and Leopold's name on it or Garen's name on it or both Leopold and Garen's name. Because that won't play well in the Twin Cities. No.
2: But I will say the statement was written better than the Ottawa Senator's new logo statement that was put out.
1: <laughs> I missed that one.
0: When you when you head to the to the FedEx Kinko and pull the little tab off the thing that says press releases written for cheap and you call the guy up, that's what you're gonna get. <laughs> right? Yeah. <You know. laughs>
2: Oh, uh, no, it's worse than that. They, they farmed it out to one of those freelancer sites, Patrick, that I'm sure you were pretty familiar with, where it's, you pay for the low, low cost of whatever in your pocket, and that's what you get in return.
0: <laughs> uh, it's like that Fiverr site, right? Where, or, 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 you know, mm-hmm. they've got the, you can, hey, I need a musician to, to play a part on here. Here's the here's the five dollar band of people who can play the harp. And here's the mm-hmm. five hundred dollar band of people who can play the harp. Well, this guy looks like you know this guy at five bucks looks like he's pretty good. I'm gonna hire him. <laughs> <laughs> and then what you get back is not
2: even like it's Sorry, you get what Veronica. you pay for. It, <laughs> but there's not yeah. even the graphic design is my passion, like Effort put into it. Like it's, it is what it is, but don't even care. It's like a bot just made this.
0: Dude, I said harp. Yeah, a harmonica is a mouth harp. Okay.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. You get what you pay for.
1: Mm-hmm. So going back to Billy Garen, what about that coaching change? anyone bueller wait coaching (laughs) that was three weeks ago um
2: oh where (laughs) the interim tag
1: (laughs) yeah i was taken off of um no actually let's go back to arizona and um naming bill armstrong their new general manager good luck bill good luck (laughs)
2: The one thing, I guess he was in this next group of assistant GM names that we were going to continually hear over and over again. Uh, but it sounds like he was good at more than one thing. So maybe he has a shot.
0: You remember not long ago, I believe I said, of the GM vacancies that were open, I would have preferred to take the Arizona one, or I think it was less of a, gong show than the Florida one? hmm They do. really closed that gap. <laughs> Arizona said, no, we can't have that. No, no. Hell no. And decided to close that gap to make sure that both those positions looked like gong shows. And now you've got two guys who are for all intent and purposes, first time solo GMing. At the NHL level, in two of the wonkiest franchises, in two completely different but similar states, in that they are just walking bleakness. Arizona's got nothing in the pool to, to draft with, and Florida's just hung out to dry.
2: I mean, Pierre Dorian has. A smile on his face this week, and he's just not exactly sure why. Uh, because he hasn't opened up the news yet.
0: Well, uh, his paycheck cleared, didn't bounce, so. I, and
2: you know, his like, owner hasn't been put on. His owner hasn't
0: spoken publicly. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's been a while since we've heard old old genie. Um, yeah, God. I think I think with Pierre. He's just got the bar set so low that he's like, "I woke up today. I am six feet above ground. my paycheck cleared great day and he doesn't have to clean up too many of
2: his own mistakes either, which must be nice. Oh no, he's not going to be able to resign Mark borvietsky oh no <laughs> I mean, even though. Whatever will he do?
0: This is one of those times you look at it and, like, even though he kind of got fleeced with the Duchesne deal, you still are like, no, he actually made out pretty good in the end. I mean, you got fleeced, but, you know, as far as fleecing goes, he didn't get pants while he was there.
1: No. He just got fleeced. wasn't full-out drawn and quartered. He was just quartered. Yeah. <laughs> see, see
0: he, it wasn't tar and feathering. He just got feathered.
1: Mm-hmm. It,
2: you know what? The Ottawa Senators are in a position to do. Granted, they are just in this position. They would never be so bold as to, I don't know, go out and pay for the services of one Alex Petrangelo or perhaps a Taylor Hall Mm-hmm. they could actually do these crazy things.
0: But, you I know, think we'll, I think Portete is going to see his uh, oh, he's office in the coming team. in from a, a lot more teams that he'd be like, I wasn't thinking about playing here, but I don't think I have much of a choice. <laughs> yeah.
1: Look, say, Ever- don't the players get a say in this somehow? <laughs> or
2: they're going to sign... <laughs> It depends how much you buy into groupthink or not, but yes, they mm-hmm. they're supposed to have a say.
0: <laughs> yeah, and
2: I mean that, and the Colorado Avalanche can only sign so many players. So,
0: well, I loved the uh, the the theories posed, you know, around that if they were if they were smart, and I'll put the air quotes around the word smart
1: um
0: <clears throat> they'd sign one-year deals for low and go to a team like colorado or um tampa or you know somewhere like that get their cup and then see what the market looks like next year because yeah. i think you know i think if you're i think if you're taylor hall and you're wandering around looking for nine over eight years good luck I don't think anybody's even got the cap space there are teams that have the cap space but they don't have the cash and the teams that have the cash don't have the cap space
1: we haven't even gotten into like the 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 panic trades from after this whole tournament thing you know <laughs> where everyone's like oh no we screwed up in this tournament and we need to trade half our team it's like uh yeah do you realize that this had been a regular season thing this probably wouldn't have happened um
0: <laughs> i think some of so, them do i don't think mark bergevin's one of them but i think some of them do <laughs>
1: Mark Bergevin knows what he's going to do from one minute to the next. <laughs> so
2: once again, two weeks ago, I, I give him some praise. He gives away a fifth round pick for UFA rights for a couple of weeks. Okay, that I think that would have been their ninth selection in the draft. Should Montreal have kept everything? Right, he had a full hand. Yeah, like so Cardinals. you know what? Yeah. Take a it's chance totally on yeah. to fill a roster spot. Because that's, that's the player they trade for. He's an NHL defenseman, this being Joel Edmondson, an NHL defenseman who fills a roster
0: spot. But also, it gives them, if I'm not mistaken, it gives them the right to add that extra year. right? I, not that they would with Joel Edmondson. but what I'm saying is, if a player goes to UFA, they're generally maxed out at seven years, but if the team re-signs them, they can go to eight.
2: It, it depends on what the altered rules, given the pandemic and UFAs, were. Because usually, you have to be on a reserve list by the tr- by, like the end of the trade deadline. Because this this was that weird little quirk that oh, delayed, yeah. like Eric Carlson, re- you know, re-signing in San Jose, and at least one or two others, like uh, yeah
0: but Carlson had a year left on his deal and they couldn't sign him to an extension. He wasn't a UFA.
2: Right. Like he had to wait until he had been on yeah, there for a year. I think it's 18 months or something like yeah. that. Yeah. He, he, Which they, is fine. He, he couldn't wait till July one. Like someone who signs a one year deal, for example, to resign.
0: But right. It, but prior to that, they are they are open to sign him to an extension, or make an offer to him yeah. during this. Oh God, yeah, I always forget how that stupid rule works. Okay, it's never like
1: It's 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 a a year plus whatever from whatever it is from July first to the trade deadline. That's that window. That if they're within that window at the one year before the end of their um, contract, so one year from July first, yeah, essentially. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, that's, that's stupid little quirk.
0: Okay, so it's not the extra year; it's literally just getting. And since there's, I don't think there's a negotiating period this year, is there for UFD? No, no. Okay, that's so why that's probably it, why he did it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But four years. Yeah. Four years, like the number is okay for a year or two pre-COVID. Four years for a six-seven, or a four or five for the Montreal
0: Canadiens. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs>
2: like it's not the worst deal in the world, but this has a Jim Benning. I've signed way too many of these deals. And hurt myself. <laughs> vibe to it given they have one, two, three, four, five UFA forwards after the end of this upcoming truncated season. Plus another player with Arbrights. Plus the end of Kakumiami's entry level contract. Uh, he might be kicking himself sooner rather than later, unless, you know, he gets his center magically for Max Domi.
1: <laughs> well, you know, Montreal always has this kind of magical thinking going on, right? <laughs> Especially like, Bergevin. The, Sometimes it's very logic, and sometimes it's very magical. Well,
2: yeah, like the Jake Allen acquisition was very logical. They have a lot of players under contract for this upcoming season. They have cap space. Jake Allen costs less or no he actually yeah he costs slightly less than his cap it okay you can do this for a singular season you built up the flexibility to add some insurance behind carry price for when he gets hurt not if when but then you turn around and do these other things and ugh, okay the cash is is back loaded in the deal, but in a tight cap when they're gonna be is hurt. Is it back
1: loaded they, or is it mid loaded? There was somebody who just it's like it's
2: a I guess it is a little mid loaded. So the deal is four years at three point five million. Next season Edmondson will make two point seven five, then three point five, then four point five, yada yada yada, and then drop down to about 3.15 for his final year. The numbers may vary depending upon how tired I am. <laughs> anyway, so he he pushed out his big payday for when, you know, a new US TV deal kicks in and when, you know, hopefully business slowly comes back to the Molson Center and see what happens. But he took a little pay cut early on and then he's going to be on par with what he had on his last contract. So, okay. Good for him, I guess. But how many more of those deals is he going to have to sign next season to fill out his roster? And how many times is he going to be kicking when he has, you know, 3 UFA contract or uh, defensive slots to fill out a, a year from
1: now? It's all just... It, maybe he it's likes like, making work for himself. Maybe he's... Poor. Maybe. <laughs> he,
2: he's passively doing the... Jim Rutherford, where... Jim Rutherford's aggressive about everything, no matter how old the man gets. He sees something he likes, he, he pays a price for it.
1: Like... <laughs> oof. Crazy.
0: Yeah, I got nothing on the abs. I just sit back and laugh now.
2: Mm. Or you wouldn't happen to be a recovering abaholic, would you?
0: As a matter of fact, I am. I've been abs-free since 1995. Thank you. <sighs> Congratulations. Thank you. You should get coins for that. You know, I was thinking. Uh, um, I've I've got a um, Prince of Wales emblazoned, sort of Leatherman or or Leatherman's canadian's jacket downstairs i was just gonna sew little like anniversary stickers on or anniversary mm. patches mm-hmm. you know for my one year my one year Hab free my five year my 10 15 you know and so forth so uh i start doing that actually right around with pride no 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 i'm not a Habs fan i've been Hab free see here's my here are my tokens because <laughs> for every move they make Every seemingly smart move they make, they follow it up with an equally dumb move. Right? They are the even Steven of hockey moves. Wow, that was a great trade. Wow, that was a dumb trade. Are the trades about the same distance from mediocre? Right? If you if you put a line down the middle and say how bad was it, is is the bad stuff about equidistance from the good stuff? Yeah, I think you'll find that's about the case.
1: Hmm.
2: And speaking of Duran for Sergachev, uh, Thank you. <laughs> there was a game that happened last night prior to this
0: recording. Thank you for going exactly where I was trying to lead you. <laughs> you just put it on the tee and I just kicked it. Yeah. <laughs> Better than an NFL kicker from the Browns. Um <clears throat> Yeah, somebody was making a comment about that. And I said, never underestimate the ability of the Montreal Canadiens to overpay for a French-speaking kid who they think is going to be the next great thing. Mm -hmm. They will always do that. Mm -hmm. So I fully expect um, Kotkaniemi and Suzuki to be traded for Lafreniere in a few years. Who's minnesota so speaking
2: mm-hmm. defenseman that they could trade
0: uh not unless matt dumba like um took a berlitz course or something over the pause
2: no he was bigger he was- with uh larger social issues if memory
0: serves yeah well you know what if he took a berlitz course in french he'd be able to deal he'd be able to broaden his dealing with the social mm-hmm. issues by expanding his os- audience to an area where they
1: kind of need it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's assuming that that he uh, wouldn't get booed up out of the arena.
0: Oh, nonsense. They wouldn't boo... Oh, yeah, you're right. He doesn't have a French license. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and he's not white, and... He's, <laughs> he's not? not born
0: did anyone tell and Dale in that?
1: He's <laughs> born in Canada, and he's not even born in the province of Quebec, and... <sighs>
0: Wow, he's not white, just like Dale Charnas. That's news to me.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, speaking of uh,
2: Jonathan Juan level performances by Tampa Bay Lightning players.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, Pat with the with the with the verbal audio screech of tires. <laughs> um,
2: some tired-looking perimeter players for a team wearing blue jerseys.
1: Toronto. Okay, cool.
2: they're 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 like Toronto copycats.
1: They are they are Toronto colored Detroit jerseys.
0: Toronto Jets. Thank you,
2: thank you, Cassie. No, you nailed it. The they're Toronto, Toronto Maple
0: Toronto Wings colored.
2: They are Toronto colored Red Wing jerseys. That's one hundred percent what they are.
0: There it mm-hmm. is. The Tampa mm-hmm. Maple Wings. <laughs> Ooh, maple yeah. wings. Mm. Yeah, you know what? I said that Our too. And I'm kind of hungry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. yeah. Uh, I wish
2: I, I wish I could make a maple marinade for the chicken this evening. Anyway, uh game one of the Stanley Cup final went exactly <laughs> as I thought it would. Um, here's a here's a rested team who has been getting better. As the uh, playoffs. Can we use that phrase now? Is that legally allowed, Mr. Bettman? Um, as the playoffs have went on, and one team that's kind of ebbs and flows depending upon injuries. Yeah. But hey, the the cop was in the building.
1: Someone had an excellent quote. The um. I retweeted last night. It was a um, after the game during the whole Zoom press conference thing, um, and I'm not sure who this person is, correspondent for NHL.com, the Russian version of the site. Uh, Kadobin in Russian on seeing the cup before the game told the guys, maybe we just steal it and run. <laughs>
0: I loved that <laughs> comment.
1: I know, I did you I was a person that is so, so, very so Russian. much.
0: <laughs> I just loved that so much. I thought it was great. You know? And <sighs> it's just yes. such Dobby. The only problem they'd have is with the borders being closed.
1: hmm
0: You know, it's and sort of like... Is, yeah. yeah, it's sort of like when the Russians tried to sneak the Canada Cup out after they won it. Apparently... <laughs> Ellen Eagleson was like sending the police after him because, you know, they won the trophy. They were taking it back and and Canada being mad that they lost was like, no, it's our trophy. Yeah, but we won it. No, but we won trophy. We take back. It's coming with us. Oh, there's a whole great story about that. And it's just it's mm-hmm. just the idiocy of the whole thing. But I think it would have been great. I, you know, uh, the other joke I had was at least they know it's not going to be late to the building this time. (laughs)
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Not getting stuck in traffic. Like, God, how many years ago was that?
0: Seven, eight, I think. Was it that long ago? Yeah, it was one of the Chicago. Chicago. (laughs) We're waiting for the cup. You know, normally you've had this whole thing. You know, where they where they do the B-roll of Phil Pritchard and the crew, you know, opening up the, the flight case with the cup in it. You know, oh, the cup's in the building during the game. And and know, that's you know, why it
2: has to be there by the uh, beginning of the second intermission or the end of the second intermission?
0: Uh, no, I think it is middle of the second period.
2: Now, they pushed it up even further. Like, the, there was yes, like they, an... Uns- they, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, can you believe this? Hockey, being the white man's sport it is, there was an unspoken rule about about when the cup needs to be in the building. Anyway, uh, yeah, good on Dallas. They look good, and even when Tampa and all the... Not, um, there was a group of individuals on the internet talking about how... How much the Tampa Bay Lightning turned it on during the third period, even though um, they were doing a lot of stuff without doing anything. Um, Sorry, are my tiptoes around a certain subject too heavy?
0: Uh, No, it's (laughs) it's it's sort of like I think what you're looking for is SFX, right? Special effects Mm -hmm. or score, 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 whatever it is. It's it's like George Mm -hmm. Lucas once he discovered CGI, you know, there's a lot of things going on, but they aren't really doing anything to drive Mm -hmm. the story, right? Yeah, exactly. Wow, that battle scene sure looked intense. Why was it there?
2: (laughs) Yeah. And it, last night, looked like a game straight from the Golden Knights series for Dallas where they just Everything was on the outside. Tampa got their one garbage goal, but then never did anything in the slot in the low slot. Like just not even a, a physical presence where Pat Maroon is just standing there. No, they couldn't even do that mainly because he was sitting for 10 minutes on the third, but
0: mm-hmm. hmm. yeah, it was okay. You brought it up. I I when I saw the text of what happened, I went, "Well, that was idiotic." When I saw the video of what yeah, happened, it was like meh. I said the reaction was idiotic. Yes.
1: Well,
2: I'll say this, I don't know what else transpired with Maroon,
0: but and the, that's what I'm wondering.
2: There was something else there in the very benign acts because that's what it was based on the video I am seeing. Uh, some, he did something else, and this was like the all right, three strikes, sit for ten. What you did wasn't stupid enough to hurt your team. And then there was an outcry from certain writers last night that, oh, it, it was so appalling. Why, why didn't Tampa take get any advantage out of the situation? Like, they should have been awarded a, a, another power play that they would have done Jack and all on. <laughs> like, someone expected, like, an additional two-minute minor to be tacked on with a ten-minute misconduct. For
1: what? Well, isn't Tampa like like two and ninety-something? Or not? not ninety. Two and something. I don't remember. It was like They've only converted on two power plays since the start of the first round. I, I think
2: they had one or two
1: goals in the first two
2: games against the Islanders, and they've had nothing since.
0: It's almost you know, like they, they- miss a the player. Almost like there's something missing from their lineup. I can't quite I can't quite put my finger on it. But God, you know if they had a guy that sort of took that high circle one timer position that you know Ovi Ovi plays, you know yeah mm-hmm. maybe that's what they should trade oh, trade for right perhaps because I mean God God love him, but that kid can't stay healthy in this time of year. And and it's funny because this time of year isn't this time of year, right? Right, right. <laughs> it's just, it, his body just goes, huh, we must be close to the playoffs. <laughs> Steve, it's September. Yeah, my my body doesn't care. Cronk. It knows it's playoff time. <laughs> Get him yeah, a witch he's... doctor, a bucket of chicken, you know, Jobu, whatever. I was kid. saying
1: like... I mean this is one of the rare times where Stamkos not being in the lineup is actually noticeable. I hate to say that, but he is a talented player. He ha- he can have a huge impact in the game, but he is not Kucherov. Right. You know. And so it's one that, and I was I was saying before I stopped bogging about the Lightning privately cuz publicly fan base would have gone like crazy if I'd said it. Uh, Is it, well, you know, do they really need Stamkos if they have Kucherov? (laughs) Well, when
2: you're an individual player, (laughs) if you're an individual player with a certain set of skills that appear to be severely lacking, yeah, you kind of do.
1: So, but yeah, I mean, this is one of those rare times where Stamkos, his Absence is very noticeable. Yeah. Typically, in playoffs, it's not always so. Yeah,
2: and the need for him has become more and more apparent since. Oh, I don't know. Braden Point is clearly not 100 anymore, and Anthony Cirelli is—he uh, is just kind of out there. He's not playing well, what poorly, but he's not really. Contributing, if that makes sense. He's kind of a net neutral player right now.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I think he was first, a little bit of first-ish, first-ish playoff run jitters, but I also think that pop you took at the blue line didn't help. No. No.
2: So am i am i concerned if i were rooting for the tampa bay lightning uh, you know what no not really
0: if they can if they can just
2: yes that they've only lost one so far And the narrative states when one team just controls everything in the, in game one the coach is going to go in there and make all the adjustments necessary. And it's going to be a one one series because they're Mm going to somehow carry momentum from that third period where they made Anton Hudobin look really good for only having to make like one impressive save. So, um, As long as guys can, you know, hit a hyperbolic chamber that they've been hiding in Rogers Center, uh, Rogers Place, or Rogers Arena, or whatever it's called. um, The longer Tampa can delay or push this series, the more it benefits them. The quicker Dallas can win this. I see that's the only way Dallas can win the series because there is still a noticeable talent gap, especially given who scored goals outside of Kiviranta for the Stars last night. Um, You're not going to get that third layer of offensive support that often in a seven-game
0: series. You passed up a chance to say tertiary? Come on.
2: Tertiary, tertiary. It's just Ternary. if you can't, if you can't write it in the whole thing in one line, Patrick, it's not worth having. You know.
0: Oh dear God! Don't make me show you the method I wrote, literally without any.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, now you have to. um
0: <laughs> uh... We got in an ugly code competition at work. <laughs>
1: uh-huh.
0: That's that's fun. It, it had to be functional, but it had to be ugly. So I'll, all I'll say is that Windows kernel mode drivers, code wise, tend to be very ugly anyway. Anyway, um, but yeah. I decided to throw it all on the single one. Oh,
1: okay. someone needs to fold the shoes.
2: <laughs> because <laughs> uh, I want to go make
0: Maple Wings.
1: I <laughs> mean actually come up with a question? Oh, that's so hard! <laughs> Okay, I can I can do this. Um, so, so does the NHL play next season without the AHL? Because uh, at this point in time, the AHL doesn't. They're supposed to start. I don't think they actually have a starting date, do they?
2: Uh, tentatively, they do, but.
1: But, but they they are in a position where they actually have to have people in the building in order to operate. right? I mean, like fans, they actually have to sell tickets.
0: Yes, they are like ridiculously something like an eighty or ninety percent gate driven league.
1: okay, so so that's my question then is um, if the NHL actually does what they hope to do. And we all know they won't. 82 game season starting in December. Do they play? Or how, how do they how do they accommodate for the AHL not being able to play?
0: This has been the 3B3 Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at 3B3 Podcast. We're available for NHL consulting at reasonable fees.